beautiful friends. Welcome to the Arise to Life podcast, where we share real and raw conversations about our sometimes crazy, but always beautiful kind of lives. I'm Madison. Hey, it's Jill. It's me, Sarah. And hey, it's Ashlyn. And we are so excited that you're joining us today. Our desire is to encourage every girl in every season to arise to the abundant life that is waiting for her. Whether you're wrestling your toddlers or having a cup of coffee, we're here to come alongside of you and share the ups and downs of our faith, friendship, and everything in between. Welcome to episode four, ladies. Hi. Isn't this fun? <laughs> this is good. Goodness, this has just been fun. If you guys don't, you're wondering why they're laughing, it's because I hit Madison. I was so excited. Multiple times. I'm just so used to it by now. It doesn't even I mean, probably me. ten times you hit her. I can't believe we have made it to episode four with Sarah and friends. Oh. <laughs> We're about to lose all of our friends if you call it that one more time. No, you guys, I'm still getting votes in for that. Just Are so you, you know, I, just, I don't know if you guys have Okay, what's the last one who voted it? I don't, yeah. I'm not going to call her out on the show, but it's she did. It's a good idea not to call her out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on a serious note, I just want to add that it is an honor to serve beside you girls and it's truly one of my favorite things to do <laughs> Madison it is truly one of my favorite things to do is serve beside you guys and walk in ministry and just watch Jesus move so speaking of serving I want to talk today about servant leadership and I want to take a look at what it looks like to be a true leader and how serving plays into that but the only one that does it truly correctly is was Jesus, right? Like, if we're going to look off any example, I think he would be the one we would look after, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I've been on this um, journey of identifying, like, my heart posture in the season that I'm in, and I, I, you girls have obviously been along for that journey, but I believe you who are listening have been along on with me, too, because I'm in a totally different season, and um, I've kind of talked about it in the past episodes, so... Um, that's what the Lord brought me to this and being a servant and what that really looks like. Yeah, I mean, I really think like when we talk about leadership, you know, a lot of times the picture that comes into our mind is, you know, standing on a stage or, you know, bossing people around or, or doling out tasks or whatever. But I don't think that in the church we can separate leadership from service. I think that it's a requirement that you're a servant leader. You can't mm-hmm. just be a leader when you're talking in the church. And that's exactly like when you said being a servant. You know, Jesus is the one that portrayed that. Like, we're Christians. We're little Christ is what Christian means. And in order to be that, we have to be servants. We have to be serving others. And, you know, it looks different for every person, but I really think that servanthood is a prerequisite to being a leader. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I want to look at a couple passages um, and read some today. And if you hear me, the girls are we're joking because I have this old notebook. So if you hear flipping, that's what it is. And the one thing I told her is to flip when she's not talking. And she really didn't listen. So, <laughs> But I want to talk about a little bit of scripture in John 13 of him washing um, his disciples' feet. Before I read this, though, I want you to think about how you're serving. Are you seeking how to better others or yourself in your serving so i'm going to read just a little bit and i'm going to read john 13 4 through 17 jill you read it so he got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples feet drying them with the towel that he w- that was wrapped around him he came to simon peter who said to him lord are you going to wash my feet jesus replied 
You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, Peter said, you should never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, the Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So I just want to kind of go back about like what sticks out to us in this. Just listening to you say that. So when J.D. and I got married, we washed each other's feet as a part of our... You know, some people do the unity candle. We wash each other's feet. And I remember thinking then, oh, this is a cute thing to do. You know, it'll be cute. It's a Christian thing to do. And then we knew that it meant servanthood, that we were um, dying to each other. We were choosing to serve each other. But I don't think we had any idea really what we were doing whenever we chose to do that. Like how much um, servanthood we would have to do and are still learning to do in our marriage and so like now not we are still working on it and I think we always will be but it means something completely different now than what it did then to me I think it's significant to me that you know Jesus was about to go to the cross Hmm. and you know in my mind like okay I'm already serving them by dying for their sins you know but he took it a step further to kneel down and wash their feet before he went to the cross and that's just amazing to me you know to go the extra mile like that is just a picture of going the extra mile you know a lot of times I'm like well I do this and this and this and I have this checklist but you know he was going to do the ultimate servant task Mm -hmm. and yet he still took time to wash their feet and I think that that is amazing Mm -hmm. yeah like the background story of it it was before the Passover so he he knew Judas was he knew it was coming he knew the cross was coming and he still chose to wash his feet yeah and like you're saying like in verse 4 it says he wrapped a towel around his waist the wrapped towel was the it signified who that servant was so that servant was the foot washer well that was the lowest form Mm -hmm. in the house that was the lowest of the low in that household they washed those dirty feet and I it got me to thinking of times in my life when I've even been in a crowded room and I felt like the lowest of the low and Jesus met me right there Mm -hmm. you know I might not have seen it in that moment but I think about that servant and how he felt as Jesus the Lord the Messiah got down on his feet and took it took his towel probably like I want to envision it like that took his towel and did his job for him like how he felt in that moment Mm -hmm. and that's what Jesus does Mm -hmm. that's so cool yeah his last act before going to the cross was choosing to serve others even the one who he knew was going to sell him out you know what I mean like that was his it was his choice and he chose to serve and I don't think it's an accident that that was the last thing that he did before you know dying on the cross yeah Mm -hmm. and I love it too when you go on a little bit and like once Peter gets it like it makes me laugh because 
if you can imagine it, like Peter is wash, like he's watching God, Jesus get down and wash his brother's feet, like the other disciples' feet mm-hmm. as he's coming to him. And I'm sure it was really confusing. He's like, why are you doing it? I'm sure he was thinking, like, and he did. He said, no, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's watching him come to him and all these things are coming to his mind. And I'm sure, uh, like, and then it's funny when you see that he gets it, and he finally gets it, and he's like, oh, not just my feet. Let's do the whole thing. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of how Peter was. But So, you know, if you think about it, it would be like all of us throwing a dinner party. And so Rise to Life, we're going to have this big dinner party, and we come in, we eat, and we invite Billy Graham as our guest of honor that night. And we're there to, you know, like spend time with him. And at the end of dinner, he gets up and he starts washing the dishes. And, you know, that would be like a big deal. Mm -hmm. We would be like, no, we got this. And he's like, no, I want to serve you. You know, it's just, it's just significant. Yeah, that's good. Well, and it just like shows on the outside his heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that just shows a good servant leader because they're, what's in their heart comes out to their actions, you know, and they, their heart is genuine care for others and they put their self aside and put everyone else's needs or things, um, to the forefront and puts themselves on the back burner. And that's just such a, I think key to a good servant leader is to do that. The Lord has worked so much on my heart about serving that like, that's where I'm at right now with like Peter is that I, I'm finally like getting it right. You know, Mm -hmm. I might've served before, but I don't know that it was always for the right reasons. So now like that's where I am like I finally get it where whether it be like your feet or you know any of your feet here like I'm willing to do it you know and I and I really think that when we talk about servanthood it's really the heart behind why we're doing things because I can get up and do the dishes a hundred times without thinking of the fact that I want to serve someone Mm -hmm. by doing the dishes but even just offering a listening ear to someone who needs a listening ear Mm -hmm. that's putting them above myself and that is the heart of a servant and I think that it's a lot more about the heart behind why you're doing what you're doing more than it is about the task that you're actually doing Absolutely. And the last thing that really stuck out to me was um, 15 through 17 when he says, very tr- or he says, I have set an example that you should do, so I've done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is the messenger greater than the one who he sent. And listen, girls, if Jesus himself was not above getting down and washing dirty, filthy, <laughs> disgusting feet, then we shouldn't be either. Mm-hmm. And it goes way past, yeah. like this is a, we're talking about washing feet, but it goes way past that, like you said. I mean, it goes past serving by just giving your time, by, um, you know, doing the dishes, by, it doesn't have to be a physical act. It can be an emotional act, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and the Bible says, like, he's no respecter of persons, you know? And so he's mm-hmm. not, you're not going to, we're not going to get to judgment day and just be like, Oh, you were a servant? No, you don't get to come in. You, leader, come in. You know, that's not how it's going to be. That's why it says no servant is greater than its master, you know? And I, like, you know, I've shared before, like, you guys have walked this out with me. Like, I kind of thought I was too good to be doing what I'm doing now. So, like, now I look at it as, like, I am literally cleaning, like, Encounter Cove for Jesus. And it's way beyond, like, what... I'm capable of like obviously I'm capable of more but the Lord is teaching me truly what it's like to step outside of myself and serve whether that be toilets or old cabins or whatever but it's been such an amazing journey through it right and if you were to look at you a few months ago when you first started on the outside it might look like that your heart was right you know what I mean looking looking on the outside looking in 
Sarah was cleaning and she was, you know, it was good and all these things, but your heart wasn't right with it. And now mm-hmm. you're saying, you know, you've had that heart change. And that is, and that makes me think of how I used to be. Like I've talked, I think I've talked about it on here before, just growing up. Um, I was always the sister Christian, you know, on the outside looking in, it all looked good, but I was fake as fake could get until about a year ago and then the Lord wrecked my heart and then it was it's been like this whole I tell everyone I feel like a baby Christian now because I'm like actually learning what he's telling me instead of just acting like I know what's going on well and I mean it is different like you can study the Bible your whole life but until it comes alive Mm -hmm. because the Holy Spirit is making it alive to you it's a completely different thing Yeah. yeah yeah and so saying all that it I can see how it, it, it can be easy whenever you're growing up in, um, in church, for example. It can be easy to act like you are a servant. Does that make sense? And you talked about that already. It can be easy to do that because that's I know that from experience. That's what I was doing all along. But then until you have that heart change, you know, no one else may know. And that's okay, and it doesn't matter. But when the Lord knows. And so we're going to get to that judgment day one day. And if I would have died and gone, you know... If I would have died a few years ago, he would have said, you were not a good servant. Like, it was all fake. And so that's yeah, something and, else to think about. And, you know, like I was talking about earlier, it's all about the heart behind why you're doing what yeah. you're doing. Um, and, you know, for some people it looks like stacking chairs, and that's mm-hmm. what being a servant looks like. For some people it's washing feet. We get to wash feet every ashes to beauty, and yeah. it's amazing. We get to serve in that way. For some people it's you know, getting on a stage and talking. But I think that, you know, the idea is anytime you're putting someone else above yourself, Mm -hmm. you're being a servant. You're serving them in a way that they need. Um, And so whether that's, like I said, offering a listening ear or, you know, maybe it's one night, I don't want to go hang out and go out to dinner or something because I'm tired, but a friend really needs me and I choose to go, you know, that's being a servant. That's saying, okay, I'm going to put what you need over what I need and I'm going to come and hang out. And so it just can look so different for everybody. And I just wanted to clarify that because, you know, everyone's in a different season right now. And so the servanthood looks different. And everyone has a different calling. Yeah. And we can't compare those callings. We can't say one calling is better than the other. Right. Um, Because if we all had the same calling, we wouldn't get things done here on earth, you know, that we need to get done. And so it looks different for everyone and it looks different in different seasons for people. And I think like when we're talking about servant leaderhood, we tend to think like in a ministry on a stage, well, we're called to be a servant in our homes to our, to our spouse, to our kids. We should be putting everyone else before ourselves. That's what we're called to do. You know, that's what Christ did. And so that's what we should do too, wherever we're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so, sorry, go ahead. It's so hard to do in this, Mm -hmm. like, Culture tells us that take care of yourself, self-care, self-love. You know, you got to get filled so you can fill other people. And that's not what Jesus did at all or what he tells us to do. So it can be really confusing sometimes because, you know, we're we're telling you um, to be a servant, but the world's telling you to take care of yourself. And it's just hard to distinguish that sometimes. And I think, like, I mean, there is a place for Mm self-care. You know, we do need to take care of ourselves because you know, it gives us an avenue to pour out to others. Like, you know, whenever I'm taking care of my body and feeding it well and and doing the things I need to, I can serve better because I'm taking care of my body. So there is a place for self-care, 
But yes, like we've got to put others before ourselves mm-hmm. and that's what being a servant is all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Jesus always did. And when you think about when he got filled up, he left a lot to go pray. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he left to go be alone and be in his quiet place. And he allowed the Lord to reveal things to him, obviously, mm-hmm. you know. So like I think about the times when I've gotten my quiet place, they're not always easy. Like it's not always easy to go be alone with God because he's going to reveal things in my heart where I wasn't a good servant. Yeah. You know, and I, so I think that's crucial. And like the, but like you were saying, the world doesn't tell us that. The world, the world says, fill yourself up, be, take care of your needs, put yourself above everybody else, and then you'll. Well, no, that's never what yeah. Jesus. You'll did. essentially pour from an empty cup if that's yeah. the case, because yeah. we'll be longing for something more than self can give. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah, you know, before we move on real fast, like I want to touch again on. Um, he still washed Judas's feet. So I want you to ponder. You guys don't have to tell me who your Judas is, but like. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I mean, I'm just being honest. Jill will go first. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, let's hear it. I'm just kidding. What about the Judas in your life? How are you serving them? You know? And like I said, I don't. we don't need to call out like a bunch of people in our life that we're struggling with. But when I heard that, that literally like just kind of pierced my heart. You know? Mm-hmm. Because I want to get a fence up and I want to get hurt and I want to protect myself like the world says but that's not like that's not being a good a good servant and that's not serving others well Mm -hmm. yeah and you know scripture talks about how we have to love our enemies and you know it's easy to love people who are lovable right yeah it's easy to serve people who are good to you and who are serving you right back but you know as you think about your Judas you know and some of you your Judas might be your husband and some of you, it might be a friend that you're struggling with or your boss or yeah. whatever. But, you know, how can you serve them that shows them the love of Jesus? Not that makes you seem great. Not mm. that makes you seem like, oh, she's so selfless. But in a way that points them to Jesus. Like, how can you serve that person that popped in your head when Sarah said that? You're not really my Judas, Sarah. I was just joking. <laughs> I knew that. Um, but, yeah, how that's a, you know, a challenge we want to give you. You know, who's your Judas and how can you serve them that points mm. them to Jesus? That's good. I want to, like, kind of ask some more questions like that that are kind of yes and no, but, I mean, we could touch on them if you guys are com- want to. But I want to ask, um, are you a good servant? You know, like, when I got asked that question not too long ago when I was doing a study, I was like, oh, yeah, I am. But then when he moved on, he said, would the person sitting next to you say you were a good servant? And I was just like, oh. Depends on your, who you're sitting yeah, next to. Yeah, <laughs> Like, I think if I'm at home with my husband, I'm not always the best servant yeah. to him, if I'm being honest, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I put everybody else's needs before him. And, like, you know, he, Michael would never, like, say that to anybody, but, like, I know that I'm not the best servant to him. Mm -hmm. So how are we measuring this? Are we a good servant? Like, are we measuring it compared to Judas or are we measuring it compared to Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could go both ways with that, I guess. That's intense. No, I just want, like, those are kind of pondering questions. Like, I think that as we leave here and as we think about this topic and as the Lord reveals how to be a better servant, like, we should be, I think we should be frequently asking ourselves those questions. And that's what I love about these podcasts because... Is this a literally a convicting and challenging thing that I get to take away from this too, mm-hmm. as we're sitting here talking about it, you know, like on my way home tonight, I'll be thinking about how can I better serve my spouse? Because that's a place mm-hmm. that probably I tend to fail most in when I'm in servant leadership. And so I'm like, what can I do to show him that his needs are more important than mine? How can I go above and beyond the normal and serve him this week? You know? And so I just love that, that the Lord, would we, we allow him, like, this isn't just like a, we've got it all together. Let's pour mm-hmm. it into them. Like this is such a growth for us. And it's so, yeah. so fun to get to walk through life and like, just, I don't know. It's just really encouraging. Yeah. yeah. 
Another one is, do you think it is possible to love somebody without serving them? I say no. I think no. You know, I think that when you're you're trying to lead with a servant heart, the motive almost has to be love. Mm -hmm. You have to think about, if you're doing it, just as a box checking thing, then you're going to be doing it for yourself and you're really only serving yourself and mm-hmm. not others in that moment. So I think it's got to be done out of love. So I think you have to have love if you want to really serve someone. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus said, this is the example that I give you. Yeah. And his example is leading with love, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's the example that we have. And yeah. I thought I was being a good leader, but I was missing it. You know, I was missing the servant part. And I hate to admit it, but I really was. It wasn't until, like, the season I'm in now that the Lord was like, hang on a second. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's let's do a heart check. Let's search our heart, you know. And I realized I was missing the servant part. I really was. You know, I mean, I was serving. And I'm sure I was, like, like you said, from the outside it looked good. But, like, my heart wasn't just for serving it was for the lord's work but it wasn't like as just being a sacrifice Mm -hmm. and i think that's what we have to look at it as and the lord takes us through these seasons to mold and mend our heart Mm -hmm. to change our heart you know he knows what areas we're struggling with and what valleys and mountains we Mm -hmm. need to go through to just mold our heart to be more like his you know and so that's cool that you know you're recognizing exactly what he's needing you to learn and i think i was searching a high almost like we can't lie when we say watching somebody be like Jesus breathed into him is a high like yeah. no other. Yeah. And I think I was kind of chasing that versus like just doing mm-hmm. the serving, you know? Yeah. So I have some more questions I want to talk about. Jill, you okay. ready? Yeah. Madison? Mm-hmm. Ash? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Let's start with this one. What are some other ways Jesus painted a picture of servant leadership? So talked about him washing the disciples' mm-hmm. feet. You know, I want to just read a couple verses in Philippians 2. It says, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Goodness, you know, can you serve any more than that? To literally step off of your throne Mm -hmm. and be born as a baby, the most vulnerable thing you could think of. Mm And then go and die for everybody who was going to betray you and who was going to sin against you. Um, You know, I just think that is the epitome of servanthood. He Mm -hmm. left his throne to come to this earth. So that's my Yeah, that's good. He defied all worldly rules, really, you know. And if you think about every story in the Bible that... Jesus is in. I mean, he portrays servant servanthood. Everybody. You can find it everywhere, and I think that's just like that speaks volumes to us. Every everywhere we go, we should be portraying a servant. You know, we should do something for someone else, put other everybody above ourselves, and he does that in every story, all yeah. through from cover to cover. You know, yeah. and at all costs or any cost, like he went up and spit in mud and put it in somebody's eye. I mean, yeah. you'd be like, what are you doing? But, like, he, he was just like, I'm going to spit in this mud and put it in their eye. Like, he would do whatever he had to do to serve as Lord, to serve as Father, but also save, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, he healed so many. Yeah. You know, he healed blind people. He healed lepers. And you know he had the ability to heal himself as he yeah. was on that cross. Yeah. He could have oh, gotten great. down from that. He could have healed every wound that he had. Um, but he put others above himself, yeah. you know. Yeah. So good. That is really good. And in Mark it says that many who are first will be least and the last will be first. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, you know, in Philippians 2, that scripture that I just read, that's portrayed in that because Mm -hmm. it goes on at the end to say, therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. And so it started with he came as a humble servant. You know, he decided to be last. So God elevated him to first. And I don't know about you, but that should be kind of scary to us. If I'm seeking status here, then what am I going to get when I get to heaven? Mm -hmm. That should really put some healthy fear in our lives you know to think about and I mean it does kind of like when you break it down it's like oh Sarah you better chill out you know it's not all about you yeah you know and I think honestly I just here I'm thinking about Encounter Cove you know we're in a rebuilding season and so all of us every single person on this campground is doing what a lot of people would be like the lowest of lows you know like I've seen um, some of the highest leaders here on this camp out pulling weeds in the in the flower beds, you know, and people would be like, man, why why is he pulling weeds? Just hire you know? someone to do it. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's just truly like it just shows their heart. And to me, like I wouldn't want a leader that didn't do that stuff, you know. Okay, number two. That was good, girls. We're only on number two. I feel like you've asked 12 questions. <laughs> <laughs> we just questions. got a couple more. It'll be okay. Just You'll be fine. More. Okay, number two. Has there been a time when you served in a way that humbled you? Well, so a few months before that A to B, I had finally realized that my heart was hardened. Like, I used to have this love for people in general, and then I got to a place where I was like, I could, like, someone would cry and be telling this emotional story, and there was no feeling. I could care less. And so when I finally realized that, Like I was writing in my journal and I wrote in my journal, I said, I am hateful to my husband. I'm in a season where I'm not even being, I'm not going to say not kind to my kids, but not, you know, I could have been such a better mom and such a better wife. And so I wrote in my journal, like that prayer, create in me a clean heart, like make my heart clean, give me a love for people again. And then we go to ashes to beauty and I go up to pray with someone and I asked her what she needed prayer for, and she said that she, um, just a few months ago, like, she tried killing herself, and right before I went up there, I asked God to um, just help me feel what she's feeling, and I go up there to pray with her, and she tells me that I literally don't say anything else. I can't speak, and I'm just sobbing over her, and, like, this just pain has come over me, and I don't say anything. Another server came up and prayed over us and different things and afterwards I asked the server I said how did you know to come pray and she's like I thought you were just like a friend that came up with her and was crying with her and um so after that like that was the heart change for that moment of just the start to of my heart softening for people again and um just having love for people again and it's been a process like I had to relearn how to it sounds silly but how to love people again like I was supposed to and for it to not be fake and to have a heart for people but and I'm still working on it but that was the start of it just that prayer and I still I pray that prayer often creating me a clean heart yeah it's humbling to pray that prayer. Because then he'll show you. Yes, yeah. he shows you the <laughs> He shows you the way, the, the things that you need to change. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to see. Um, I think mine, um, you know, in my past, I was a closed book. Um, I wasn't going to share stuff with anybody. I did not want people to know the bad things about me. I wanted my front. I wanted that highlight reel. I wanted people to see only the good stuff about me. Um, and then when I surrendered my heart back to the Lord, he very clearly called me to a life of authenticity, of sharing every hurt, every struggle, 
Um, you know, and not every single one with the whole world, but like being an open book in mm-hmm. a sense and sharing my testimony. Um, and I've shared it, you know, at Ashes to Beauty and I've shared it on Facebook. And, you know, a lot of the posts that I make are really authentic and just talking about my struggles. And it's very humbling, you know, and you just want to be like, oh, but I do have this together at least when I'm sharing it. But um, it can be hard but I know that that's what God's called me to do, and I know that it's a way that He wants me to serve by just being real. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And I think a lot of times we think we can't go and share and be real because we think we've got to fix ourselves, but we don't get it all together and then serve. No, we we get healed through serving, yeah. mm-hmm. and we get healed through serve servanthood, and that's when He starts to reveal the things. Like you said, you prayed, and then you went and served at A to B. And he revealed, like you prayed for that prayer, and man, he did give you a softened heart. I mean, you just prayed with the or cried with the girl. Yeah. You know, you couldn't even pray, and that's a softened heart towards somebody. It's yeah. to just cry. And yeah. as you talk about, you know, serving, it's it's healing. Like writing your testimony is healing. And I just want to say, like, if you're listening right now and you're on the fence and you're like, I think I need to write my testimony, but I don't know if I should or I don't know where to start. This is me telling you, this is confirmation, you need to write your testimony. And I'm, and even if you don't share it with yeah. anybody, just write it. Just write out your testimony of what God has done. Mm-hmm. And number one, I think you're going to see all the things. It's going to remind you of all the things that He has done. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's easy to forget, you know, these things that He's mm-hmm. done and what He's brought you through. And you can only see what's happening right in front of you. But if you think back to last year or five years ago where you were at, it can be a really big encouragement and a faith builder. So go and write your testimony. Even if you don't share with anybody, go and write your testimony. That was a Holy Spirit thing because he told me to say it. <laughs> Somebody needed to you hear love that. It. It's okay. You're my Holy Spirit a lot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So basically, Jesus did not come to be to serve or for a position, but he came to serve. And I've asked myself this a lot lately. Like, am I serving from position or for position and I think that's a good question to ask yourself like if I start feeling some pride come up I should probably stop and be like what's going on here you know what I mean so uh, we want to leave you with a question to think about or to just ask the Lord maybe um to pray about is there something in your life that he is asking you to change so that you can serve him better in this season because that's what I have been walking through and it has just been amazing so I want to leave you with that question because I know that I've had some heart changes I know these ladies have had heart changes and it's whatever it looks like whether it's washing feet whether it's your family's feet um, your husband's feet when you go home Ash I don't know what it is oh great now when Dylan listens to this he's gonna say wash my feet (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we want to hear your stories and your testimonies of of what God's doing and and the way he's using you to be a servant. So share, comment, send us a message. Tell us what God's doing in your life as you listen into these episodes. We absolutely love hearing from you. Yeah, we're praying the Lord's leading you down servanthood, whether it be changing your work environment or your home environment, whatever it is, we do want to hear. So we love you guys. We're thankful for you. And um, there's episode four. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.